Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. I am thrilled to welcome anyone who's new to my podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And for those who, you, who have been listening for a while, I'm so grateful that you share your time with me. Okay, today's a big day. I am meeting with one of my sisters from another mister, Ms. <laughs> Kimberly Storm Ritter, who you are gonna be blown away by her story. Um, I just even learned some things recently, even bigger things happening uh, for her. But the title of this podcast is From Fearful to Freaking Fabulous. And it is so fitting for what this strong woman has been through. And so welcome, Kimberly. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, sister. Sister, <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought, right, when we first met um, that we would turn out to be like this? I mean, really, I feel so close to your whole family. Yeah, it's crazy. We've come so far, both of us. Absolutely. I mean, just like, I don't know. It's, it's insane. I don't even know where I would start. We were in such a different place so many years ago. Well, I'm going to say this. Um, uh, your, one of your stories, the one about your stepdad, um, that is in my book about how he was in hospice. And I'm not going to, do you remember that story? That's the first time I think I, I talked with you. That was the very first time. I, you know, I thought it would be interesting to, because we're, we're no strangers to mediums or spiritual light workers in my family. Um, and we thought, my sister and I, as we were sitting on the back closed in porch in my mom's house and my stepdad was, he was dying and you know, you feel so helpless and there's nothing you can do. And I said, geez, what would happen if we ever called a medium while someone was still alive? You know, so often we think about mediums and we reach out during the grieving process and that's completely normal to give us comfort and be able to still talk to our loved ones. But I was like, boy, I wonder who's waiting for him, who's standing around his bed, who we can't see. And I went online and I think somebody may have suggested you or I found you somehow online and reached out to you and said, is there any way you could come here and give us a reading? And you did a phone reading and I actually had to go home. I wasn't there for that, but my sister took all the notes and that right. story, I'm telling you, that's what got my family through that moment. Yeah. I think I spoke with your sister and your mom who also became my sister and my mom yeah. <laughs> in a way. Yeah. And um, I don't want to, for those that have read my book, you're going to know that story. Um, and for those that haven't, I don't want to spoil it. I want you to go ahead and check it out. My book, Stepping Into the Light. Uh, but I was able to deliver so much that made sense for your family and even people who were in the room, who I think your mother even said she had a feeling they were there. And so I think it helps so much even to just know that story of, and maybe we'll say some about it, how- I know, so I feel like we should- Someone can be laying in hospice, this body that's not, you know, and still functioning and it's still making noises, but the spirit has left, the soul has left, ooh, I have chills everywhere, and is actually standing and sitting with their loved ones as they're watching this body. Um, I'm going to say stop working. <laughs> I have chills too right now because that's the part that I think if anybody could take away and, and they can read the detailed story in your book and it's amazing and beautiful the way, you, the way you say it. But 
you know, you are looking at your loved one and they're laboring and they can't breathe and you think they're suffering so badly and it's the worst thing to have to watch. And we've gone through it so many times in my family. And it's, I mean, you basically told me he was standing right next to you and you told me his name, his nickname, <laughs> and you didn't even know our family. And by the way, online back then was not a thing. Like nobody right. was on Facebook or doing any of that. So it was just immediately, it was like, wow, she's the real deal. And then all the other information that followed was just so completely accurate. It was crazy awesome. I know we had lots of beautiful messages for your mother and reminiscing about their, you know, the beautiful life that she created with him. And, and so, yeah, it was an honor. And I'll be honest, that's the first time I had ever done that. And I was just like, all right, God, angels, if I'm supposed to, I'm saying yes to this. So you better come through and help me because I don't even know what this is about. And since then, oh, yeah. I've connected with many families who their loved one is in, a hosp in hospice. And what I've learned is, um, you know, our body is a machine. And it's, it's still this machine that will work even when our soul and spirit has left it. It may take one day, for some, for some reason, three days seems to be um, a normal time period for when they become incoherent or not responsive to the body stopping. And so, ooh, I chills all over again. <laughs> so who knows what that's about? But I, I have found over the years that three days seems to be pretty common. And I don't know if that was what Ed's, um, I remember his name's Ed. Ed's here now, of course. But Ed, Well, I was going to say that's probably why you have the chills. He happens to show up a lot when we talk. I know so he does. I know, that wouldn't surprise you know, me. So during the reading, one of your readings, um, I remember he called you my girls. And yeah, then your sister ended up being, she grooms my Macy and Gracie that everyone knows about. And I pulled up one day to drop them off. And the girl that's there helping her, uh, her car was there and her license plate says my girls. And I said, oh my gosh, you didn't even I know that? No. Oh, <laughs> you, I called you that one time. And I was behind a car at Dunkin' Donuts that said, my girls. And yeah, I was like, well, yes. Well, now someone else has a license plate that says that. That is insane. And she's literally in your family. <laughs> That's that is crazy. I did not even know that. I okay. didn't. I've been behind that car a couple of times, and now I know who it is. And she's yeah. like, is it a gold-colored car? Is it? What? Yeah. Well, it was gold-colored. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> That's crazy. So oh, that is the... That's who works at the shop with your sister. Oh my gosh. Well, I didn't know that was more. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Well, I don't know if that's when I was behind a Duncan because I just don't remember, but I remember the license plate. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's insane. That's so that's awesome. just, you know, proof of, you know, just one way that, that your loved one can give you a sign uh, that I'm still here. Like I'm not here in this physical human form, but I'm not in some faraway zone. And that's what my message is it, I'm so strong about spreading this message. Our loved ones are right here. They're not away somewhere in some fantasy land or, or you know, heaven is just right here, you know? So um, I know that our journey continued and, and we connected again after you lost your husband tragically. And, um, and I don't know how much we need to even talk about that, just that you were in what I thought and what I think you've expressed as a very dark place or low place in your life. Yeah, it definitely was maybe one of the worst. And yeah. I think to having a child 
and trying to get him through that was maybe the most difficult part because it's kind of like you have to be your normal self during the day and you have to keep things afloat. And, you know, he was, oh my gosh, what, six at the time, I think. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to keep everything going with him. And even though he's also grieving in his way and, you know, and then you just cry all night long, you know, it's such a, it's just, it, it was, it was a difficult time. I will say that my biggest fear at that time, and you came the day he passed, yeah. was, um, was, you know, did he suffer? I right. think that's, I think everybody wants to know that no matter how they lose a loved one, like, please just tell us, like, they just went like that and they didn't suffer. And that's what you were able to tell me. And, you know, my particular story is um, around my husband taking his own life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I'm, I'm raised Catholic. So in our religion, they go to purgatory somewhere and then they don't ever go to heaven. And, you know, you just, your mind just wanders. You don't know, but you were able to actually say no, like the angels took him and- I think know, I remember even driving up. Well, first of all, I remember getting a phone call from Nikki, your sister, being, and saying, Jules, is there any, I don't, this is what happened. And I was in shock as everyone else. And so anyway, you could come or- you know, can you help? And I was like, I'll be out there. Give me a couple hours. I'm coming. And when I drove up, um, I just saw fairies dancing around your yard. Like in my mind's eye, I tell people I can see them, but they were just dancing. Oh, I have chills now. They were dancing around the yard and fairies are all about, and they're earthbound angels and they're all about lifting, you know, more joy. And so they were like literally clearing the low energy that had just taken place. And like basically saying, we've got this, like, I think I told you I saw Archangel Michael there, ready to just yeah. ready to take him and took him yeah. home and yeah. that he wasn't alone. He didn't suffer. And that, I don't remember if I said this, but did I ever mention angel school and that he went to angel school? Well, yeah. And that's like part of the loved ones giving you signs. Um, mm -hmm. For me, it was like, oh my gosh, like this is so crazy. But that was what you said. And you okay. said... He's going to be in angel school for, oh, like seven to 10 days, whatever it was. I can't remember what you told me. And my son back then was very open. He was very intuitive, enlightened, whatever you want to call it. And he said to me, no, mommy, he's, he's not in heaven yet. He won't be there for about, about seven more days. He said, uh -huh. to me. <laughs> and you said, after he's done that you will see some sort of sign from him that he's through the angel school, whatever. And, you know, you said, I see something floating, something like that. And I can remember because, you know, you go through so many stages of grief, no matter how someone passes, but I was definitely in a state of anger for sure. And it's definitely a coping, coping mechanism, but I was in, you know, let's clean everything out. Let's repaint living rooms. Let's, I was just like trying to just make my house look like, way different than it ever looked when we were there together as a family. It was just my healing process. Understandable. Yeah, that's yeah. understandable. And Some people do the opposite, but it just, yeah. however you're no, no, I didn't <laughs> hang on to anything, but I did. Um, I was going through a shoebox of pictures that I found in the closet. And in the middle of those pictures was a big feather. And I was like, and that, that was the day I got, that was the seventh day. It was the seventh day. I got a call from the school and Caden's principal was so amazing back then getting him through it. He was in first grade 
And he said, Caden had a little trouble in math today. He really couldn't um, focus, you know, on what he was doing. So I took him for a walk around the hall, whatever. Caden came home and said, mom, I was fine. I knew how to do my math homework. He said, daddy and papa were sitting on the carpet and they were doing this to one another. <laughs> every one of pictures that you would see, that's what Charlie was always doing in the pictures, was doing bunny ears to everybody. Oh so my gosh, I love that. So open back then, but it was like, I had the confirmation from you. Caden was like, no, I was fine in math. I just uh, couldn't concentrate because they were trying to make me laugh. And it was just full circle. And that was like, I think that's when my healing really started, even though it was grief and it, I mean, it's like a long tunnel. You've just got to go through it before you could get to the other side. There's no shortcut. There's well, that's no what I say all the time is, you know, I do believe there are those of us that came here to teach others about miracles and what's possible. And how can we do that if we do not experience them ourselves? Like, how can we teach someone how to get their, you know, find their way out of that? Oh, chills again, if we have not experienced it. So um, I know that's when you started, okay, I got to start putting my life together, like just something because I have, you know, I have my son and I've got to move forward. And I don't know how long after that it was that you came to my um, Become a Magnet for Miracles course. Mm -hmm. I had a course yeah. that um, you showed up and I think yeah. there was like 20, 25 people there. It was a big circle, big group. Yes, that was awesome. That and was awesome. I bring that up because um, I do want to discuss how we can shift our vibration in, in different ways and begin ushering and calling in everything that we ever desired. We can actually turn things around and how you um, starting your journey into this miracle worker that you are that you know things just turn out beautifully it's the truth um and and i also say this you know with my course coming up my my shine from within my miracle it is become a magnet for miracles course and i thought you know it might be good for everyone to hear how even just a couple of hours helped you like i think it was a couple of hours and you took away with oh, some yeah. stuff and it's i'm not saying it was the thing that got you to where you are now but perhaps the whatever um started the momentum <laughs> yeah well i think there's a, it's always baby steps and especially when you're coming out of something so traumatic and you know you're trying to let go of guilt there's all of those things that you have to go through and you know i'm watching my child suffer in any way is not okay so there's that anger associated with how could you even think of that you know and you know i I have a stepson. I haven't seen him since that day. We had a whole other side of the family we haven't seen since that day. So it wasn't just me losing him. It was losing an entire family. And I'm okay. But to tell your first grader, you know, they're just gone and there's no way to put it back together. That was the part that was really hard. So I do think it's the baby steps and it's you know, the intentions and it's putting things out there and things that bring you joy. And, um, you know, for me at the time, I had a great job. I've always been very blessed in my previous industry. <laughs> I don't really do much of that anymore, but I was lucky because I, I could get back on the road. I was in sales. I was always in front of people all day. I had friends yeah. in three different states. Mm -hmm. And it's easy, and especially for the people who don't know your story, to just go and pretend like everything is perfectly fine, you know? But there's a lot of time in my car. 
where you you're starting to think of you know getting back out there again and just in life and you know a lot of dusting yourself off and you know just doing things like going to his base cadence baseball games and just things like that and um i mean it it definitely took a little while you know i was at that job a while before i made a transition into a completely new career right um, definitely meeting my husband now ian definitely helped me tremendously and he's my soulmate a hundred percent you know we his wife passed away a month before my husband did and we just started talking on facebook as we call it grieving buddies you know that was what we did you know i'd be like i'm at the ski slopes and the last time i was here i was with my husband and my stepson and they're not here anymore and he'd be like wear your sunglasses they're your best friend cry under your sunglasses you know it would be like stuff like that i mean he lived in california he didn't even live here so we did that for a long long time and then he moved back home to help his parents out at their farm market and we got together for pizza and wine i didn't want to go out i didn't want to go on a date i knew him from high school like maybe to say hello in the hallway like we He's younger than I am. <laughs> now, now, was this before or after the incident where your fireplace exploded? Oh my gosh, that was right. <laughs> I, I think that's that. such a cool um, story about miracles. That in and of it, this is another miracle that happened for you. I don't want to pass. I don't know what's happening. I to keep reminding me of all this stuff because I know you always say that this stuff is no longer part of your story. And I feel like you do raise your vibration to such a level that even talking about my husband passing doesn't give me any of the same feelings that it used to. You know, right. I mean, I probably couldn't get through this conversation, you know, five years ago. But um, well, tell, yeah. them, tell everyone about the fireplace, what happened. That was, that, that that's was before you met Ian? I had met Ian for maybe um, a few months, I think. Okay. It was, it was very new and he was out of town. He was out of town with his parents on vacation. And um, Caden and I were home and it wasn't lighting. The fireplace wasn't lighting. And I can't remember what I, I pushed the ignition button or turned the thermostat. I can't remember what I did and sat back down on the couch. And within a couple of minutes, it just blew up right in our faces. And I mean, I was I'm just a few steps away from it. I mean, my couch is right in front of the fireplace. Right. In so um, I honestly, in that moment, because it was the loudest noise, it was the loudest noise. And, you know, you close your eyes, I think, naturally. I was so afraid to look down at my child. Like, I thought there's no way, like, there's no way something didn't happen. It, I mean, it was terrifying. And I looked down and he was fine. We were sitting and I was fine. We were sitting in a just glass, just broken glass was around our legs and under us and on, on our laps. It was like there was a bubble around us and it was crazy. Now, Caden in that moment, because we didn't know what was about to happen next, grabbed my phone, grabbed the dog and we were outside in our pajamas across the street at my cousin's house until they could come back and make sure everything was okay. But it's- I remember I what you said it. Caden said, mom, yeah. it's because you were tapping for miracles or something like that. Yeah, well, and it's true. I mean, 
you learn little things around along the way, you know, in your life. You learn how to pray to your angels and you learn how to tap. Tap I was doing tapping heavy duty back then for sure, and I still do. Yeah, and uh, I like you said, as you morph and raise your vibration, you don't have to do certain things as no, much because you've no. you've because you've healed the wounds. Yes. Yeah. The old stories and limiting beliefs. And so I know like I don't know if it's skipping forward, but to where you're leaving your corporate job and you're creating a business with Ian. And I tell me if I missed something in between, because I'm thinking of that call. I, you called me, I think we did a reading or something, but you, and I saw this beautiful decorated tables with lights and you were going to have people at the table that you were feeding. And you're like, what? Yeah. And I think you were still at your other job. And yeah, I was. But, so, yeah. And I said, people were going to come and it was going to be, you tell me, because I sometimes forget what I tell people. <laughs> it's pretty cool because we had started to talk about it. I started, Ian works a ton. I mean, he, they own two farm markets. It's seven days a week and in the summertime, it's crazy. So we don't get to see him a lot. You know, he works all the shifts all the time. Um, he's, his work ethic is stellar. He's just unbelievable. But we don't get to see each other too much. So, you know, I was thinking what's a way to get Caden and I in the market? It's like, what's, you know, so, you know, obviously you're surrounded by all this beautiful food and it's fresh and it's amazing. And I was like, well, you guys don't have a food department. Like, how do you not have a food department in this beautiful store? And they had just opened their new store. That's why Ian came back home okay. um, to help them open their second store. And so I started doing samples and cooking things on the weekends and then finally, that sort of morphed into, why don't we do, it was around Thanksgiving, the markets were getting ready to close for the winter, and we were like, well, how could we, like, keep this going? Like, the foods that I was cooking and selling all summer, how could we keep this going through the winter with, without any waste? You know, because I was cooking so much, and, you know, less and less people come into the market as we get closer to the winter. Um, and we said, well, let's just have a dinner where we could take reservations. We know exactly how many people are coming. We could do a set menu. And we just kind of dove into this farm to table project. It was like, okay, we're going to take the back area of this market and transform it. We started bringing in tree branches and lights and tables and chair, mismatched chairs. We went shopping the antique stores. And that's when I was like, crazy busy with that but also like I'm a mom a single mother like yes Ian and I are dating but like I'm a single mom I need to like keep his lifestyle how he's you know keep a roof over his head so I'm afraid to take a leap I don't know what to do um and I had a good job back then it was based out of Philadelphia so it was awesome but when I had that reading with you you were like, I, like I'm seeing people at long tables and I'm seeing like pearls and things all draped over the table and just. And I don't think you had told me anything. I didn't even know anything. No, I didn't say anything to you. I yeah. didn't say a word. I could hardly believe that you even knew that. And, and did I mention that you were going to be creating a book? I, oh. I think I just had some kind of deja before. vu. Oh, that yeah, was. that was even before that. That was. Oh, Okay. Yeah, 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 you did. I forgot about that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I think I told her about this book that we're going to talk about in a moment. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. You kind of did. I didn't know it was going to be a cookbook, and I don't think we knew what it was going to be. And I think we thought it was going to be more about my story, about what kind of got me here. 
And I did start to write that. I started to journal, but that's not the direction it took. We yeah. ended up doing like maybe almost two years of those dinners. They ended up selling out. We did them every single month. Every but I want to point out too that because yeah. the fear will be there. The triggers are there when you're making this leap of faith. Yeah. And it is pushing yourself past that point of fear and doing it, going for your dreams. And I'm covered in chills because I remember you calling me going, Jules, there's only, what'd you say? How many signed up? Do you remember? Yeah. I mean, Very I small. think the first one we had maybe 35 or something. I mean, but I think you said, I think I have 10 people and it's supposed to be bigger. Oh, you, oh in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, nope, they're coming. They're coming. Don't you know they're coming. And you, you're like, it happened. They came. It's yeah. like. We, we get so scared because I coach people all the time. I'm like, it's past that point. It's right before, you know, you hit the green button, the go. That's when everyone shows up. It's yeah. even coaches or um, coaches that I mentor now, spiritual coaches. I'm like, don't give up when you start a launch. You go to the finish line. You don't say, well, they're not signing up yet. Yeah. They're coming. No, it's so true. And honestly, it might not even be about that thing. Yeah. It might be about... That might be a stepping stone to something else. Which it was for you. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. I mean, that was how my book came about because, and Ian and I, we went on a walk this morning and even started talking about this because, you know, quite honestly, the food service business is not like the most fun thing to be in. It can get a little daunting. And as you grow bigger, you have to have more people helping and it's not as small and intimate. It becomes a, a bit different and there's challenges to work through and we have a blast doing it. We still do it every once in a while, but we don't do it every month. We do and miss your dinners. I'm going to say that we yeah, had so yeah. much fun and we'll, we'll do another one. We'll you better one. invite me before you get filled up. <laughs> I want to tell best. everyone, I'm going to post a picture on Instagram too. The day this posts of you and I, I'm at one of those dinners and I have short, dark hair. It's when I had brown hair still. Yes. Um, so they can see the magical land that you, you know, that magical place you, you both created. It was okay. so much fun because Ian would perform and sing while you greeted guests and we'd eat. And then you both would do like lip sync battles and yeah, that's so wine. Fun. And no matter who we sat with, like every place, it was just so much care was taken, even for you writing our names, like it just so much love and everything. And everyone, you know, and I understand the whole thing, even with me stepping down from readings for a while, cause I need to do some other things. Yeah. I get it. Like, it's time to focus on some other things and we can do that somewhere down the road if we want to. Well, and sometimes I think too, like, like you said, like you just need to pause it for a little bit and I still do brunches and we still do the lip sync thing and all of that. But like, sometimes you want your message to reach more people and, and that's just expanding. And that's like, as Caden would say in his gamer world, like leveling up, I almost feel like, you know, we just keep going up. And that's part of it. In order for me to reach more people, that farm to table thing. And, and honestly, it, it gets a little daunting in the summer, not gonna lie, when Ian's working seven days a week, 15 hours a day. So it's, it's a lot sometimes. But I look back on it and I go, you know what, if we didn't do that and we didn't work through the growing pains, which now we can schedule a dinner, we know exactly what to do, we know how to execute it perfectly, there aren't any more growing pains. We have a good time at it. It's, you're not worried about running out of food or anything. Like, you know, all the secrets to make it perfect. But like, if we didn't have those two years of dinners, I wouldn't have my book. 
and I wouldn't have my blog and I wouldn't be reaching people on a level that I could have never imagined. I so tell, tell them about your book because it goes along with the title of this podcast from Fearful <laughs> to Freaking Fabulous. But tell, tell the listeners and the watchers because this will be on YouTube as well. So those of you that are listening on my podcast, this will be on YouTube if you want to see us. And it will also be on my website under my shine course. Uh, but tell the listeners about the title of your book and what it's about and how it came to fruition. Um, so Farm the Table Fabulous is basically, it's based on our farm to table experience. That's what we call what we've done in the market. We call it an experience because it's not just about the food. It's about everything that you just said. It's about people being able to find their places and knowing how special they were. And, and I mean, when I set those place cards, by the way, like not to go back too far, like I'm in a Zen place and people will end up sitting next to people that maybe they grew up with or that they need to be next to in that night. Like, yeah, you're, you're totally connected creating that. Yeah, I mean, something magical happens in that moment and it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. But, um, yeah, so I just lost my train of thought. Your Farm to Table Fabulous book, it, it oh, not only encompasses oh. that, but it's your family so, recipes, right? Yeah, so it's it's more about the experience and the way the book is laid out. It's 12 months of, of the year, and it walks you through 12 dinners that we've done. So it's a five-course meal. A lot of them are family recipes. They're recipes that I've created or tested and, and love and stand behind. But they're, they're recipes and five course dinners that we've actually executed in our market. So it shows people it, well, it tells them what's happening on the farm. Let's, let's pick a month, let's say December. It tells them what's going on over there in December, what we're up to. It tells them what's happening back in the farmhouse. And there's a lot of nostalgia because I'm all about nostalgia and talking about my grandparents who used to live in this house before I bought it and all of that. Um, and gives some fun stories and inspiration. There's always a verse out of the Bible because I'm always inspired by that. And that's what inspires me. Um, and then it's basically telling people how to decorate a room floor to ceiling um, for that month of the year. So December obviously is either silver, gold, red, and green. That's usually how I do it depending on what I'm in the mood to do. <laughs> um, and it's telling people how to bring the branches and the lights in and just be, basically create the magic, create this magical space where your guests can just forget about everything outside of that space for the night and just focus on what's happening. And then it, yeah, it's the recipes, it's the five course dinner and it's, and every chapter is different. Everyone and I love it because it, I love it that we're so in tune with we want people to have an experience. Like, like even my book, people say, I, I felt like I, w I was reading it. And I mean, I felt like you were telling me stories over coffee or wine. I'm like, I love that because yeah. it wasn't perfect maybe to some editor, but it was perfect for whoever was reading it. <laughs> yeah. And your, you know, your mission or part of it, I think, is bringing people back together into community and dining together and talking over around the dinner table and you know, the, like I have chills everywhere. It was, I can't even say how much fun those dinners were. Like, a laugh. well, they're not over yet. We'll have well, them again. Here's the thing. So I am going to put a teaser out there for my listeners too, because I think I talked to you about that. I has, was planning a retreat here in Northeast Pennsylvania. And I said, and you said, 
I said, I'd love to have a dinner for you guys to put a dinner on for us. And you said at the time, we're not doing those any longer, but we'll do it for you. So I'm going yeah, to well, tell everybody that. So shh. I know. <laughs> it's just for you. But of course I would do that for you. Um, yeah. And I think the part like you touched on getting people back around the table, that was how I grew up. Like my grandparents were chicken farmers. We grew up very humble very down to earth. We got together at least once or twice a week where my grandmother would make anything. I mean, they grew things in their garden. They didn't have a lot of money. It was whatever she could throw together. And there were 30 of us. So the room I'm sitting in now, which is a little bit more fabulous than it was when my grandmother was alive, it was the same concept. We would have a long table that would span the entire, entire length of this room. She'd pull together piano benches, any kind of chairs. Everything was mismatched, not because it was cool, just because it was what she had to get people around the table. And she would cook whatever she had on hand. And it was about the meal, yes, but it was about the conversation you had with your family and your cousins. And after that, we always had a performance. We would always like lip sync to like Michael Jackson or, you know, do a dance or do something silly. So we would make our aunts and uncles watch us do some kind of performance. So the farm to table experience that we do in the market and what I talk about in the book is all based upon my childhood. It comes full circle. So when you look at it, my childhood was a stepping stone to get me to this point. You know, it's, you use every little bit of what you learn every bit of it and even the you know what's the resounding message i think in 2019 especially is that we're coming together as family whether we're related or not it's just souls connecting and coming together like we're this soul family and so that's what you know even your farm to table dinners um, you felt like you were with friends and family you've known forever even if you just met that night yeah. so Chills on the legs, all over. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to please 72 people with dinner. I mean, yeah, think that's what it morphed into. And you, you oh probably had a The thing is, nobody ever really was just focused on the food. So if I messed up on something, and that's, I, I think I say that in my book, it's like, don't put so much pressure on yourself for everything to be perfect. Do it the way that makes you happy. So you can enjoy the night. And I don't know if we were doing this back when you came to the beginning ones, but we would always sit down and eat with everybody. Oh, yes. You started doing that. Mm -hmm. I would make Ian, like, get away from the piano. And every course, we would sit down and have a couple of bites with everybody at our table. It got to be a little big, you know, toward the end where we couldn't do that as much. And it lost a little bit of the intimacy. We, we started to reel it back in and say, look, we're cutting it off at this many people because after that many people, it loses its intimacy. But it never lost its magic. And it's, it, always, it was always that. And I guess my point is, if you mess up your green beans and you overcook them, nobody even notices when they're underneath the canopy of lights. Well, you know, there, there's so much love and joy in what you create, yeah. so that doesn't matter. No, it just is, it's about the whole picture. It's about I mean, everything. And even my students that I teach, I, I even tell them, you're going to go through and have, you know, several, uh, many amazing readings. And the one person that is tough or says no, that is going to put you, that's going to trigger you back to that, I'm not good enough. And so yeah. I don't know if you had triggers 
like that that said, oh, yeah, my pork chops are like leather. How about that one? <laughs> That's not okay. Oh, my gosh. They were not, by the way. They were not. And you have I'm to, sure. Yeah, you have to fully cook pork so you don't kill people at your dinner. Not That's to true. But so, like, <laughs> there's always somebody. And oh, you, there is. There is. There's people that say that my voice makes them sick. And I'm like, so don't listen to my podcast. Don't listen. Yeah, don't listen or guess what? Here's your money back. Don't come back to another dinner. But don't spread the negativity down your table like, you know, whatever, poison ivy. And that's what happens. So you do have to, and we always focus on those people. Like I'm telling you about it, right? I'm still, boy, that annoyed me, you know? But I, I guess the point is that person wasn't ready to understand what we were doing and what it was all about. And well, we, see, arguably there's, there's wounded souls and it doesn't yeah. mean that they're out to hate everyone. They're just wounded. Yeah. And so that's how they right now communicate with the world. Um, yeah. Whether it's about a pork chop or about a voice they hate. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you realize it's a pork chop. Like so I just realized it's just, yeah. it has nothing to do with me and it's all about them and that's okay. Um, yeah. So I want to point out too that when you took that leap of faith and left your corporate job and you started this, the farm to table, then the book farm to table, fabulous, which took you then to, you're very popular on a local television show here um, that I watch every Saturday morning. Oh, she's awesome. I think I've pestered her so much that she has to put me on every now and again. Well, you're on TA live, but you're such a natural and you're cooking your meals. and It's just an amazing um, exchange, but that's even leading to bigger things for you. I know. And I don't know what you can or want to talk about. You don't have well, to. I, know I, can say, horizon. I can say that this is the part that you were surprised with before we, when we last spoke, um, is that now we're looking into turning the book into a TV show. So the idea is to get out there to even more people and bring the farm to table fabulous and the experience, that concept into their homes. So and I'm just going to let the universe guide me wherever we need to be, whoever needs it at the time. But the idea is to go in and decorate their space and cook a meal together and sit down get everybody back around the table like it used to be. And we just shot the pilot episode. So, and we're in the editing process of the pilot episode and fingers crossed, you guys will see it on TV soon. So that's so what I'm that's getting now. And I, I think I told you this, when you told me that part the other day, that's the part I did not know about. And I was like, oh my God, it's so exciting. And I know some of the major networks you have pitched to, and I think I said it then, and I'm getting it right now, that you will be able to choose, okay? You will be able to choose who you want to go with because there will be multiple offers. Y'all will just see if I'm correct. Everything else I've told Kimberly in the past has turned out to, to work oh out. My gosh. Well, we'll yeah. do a follow-up. You'll be the first person to know. Like, I think I should, if this happens, I should be a guest. You come to my home and do my table. <laughs> I was say, maybe you need to just be in the kitchen with me. You need to be on some level on the show, I think. Oh, funny. That would be fun. I'll just be a special <laughs> guest. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, my table, you know, will have to have a fairy thing. That's all there is to it. I'm cool with that. Oh my gosh. So I just want everyone, I'm so glad that you did this interview with me because I wanted everyone, you know, the more stories that people hear that she did it. Oh my God. Okay. Another person did it. And she was where I was, if not lower, if you want to imagine that, but she turned it around, but you, you know, you prayed your angels and called your angels and your team to help, but you moved your feet. It's called momentum. I say, 
We can call our team, but you can't sit inside and wait for them to drop everything at your front door. No, and you know what? We're waiting with our team. And all your viewers, because I don't want them to think I'm, I mean, I have my days. I'm a human being. There are days where I don't want to leave my house and that's yeah. okay. Like I think as like creative people and spiritual people that sometimes our souls need a little rest and there's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that they're watching you right now, like they have their Julia, everybody mm -hmm. needs their Julia because you definitely like, I gave me the confidence when I was really questioning what to do. Like, and sometimes I'm a tough love coach and I think you can attest to that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> For sure. I don't, I'm not here to help anyone stay stuck. And I think, and it wasn't even me. It was stuff that came through me to you. But I think that's the point too, is that once you get on that, like once you're on that journey, like things do, like, you get the information that you need. It comes, you just have to be open to it. There are so many messages I get every single day. If I'm stuck, I ask for a message. Angels, show me a feather, show me a blue feather, show me, it's crazy, but like just things like that are sometimes just enough to give you the confidence to just take the next little step. Take the next but I also want to point out a lot of people are paralyzed in waiting for that sign. And I'm like, just take the step. Oh, like, you gotta move. Yeah. like jump and let God be your net. He's going to catch you. Yeah. You, there will be someone or something that will provide that abundance. You will be okay. Yeah. You know? But it, he wants you to have faith. And if you don't have faith, then that's how you end up stuck. You have to have faith. And I know it's, it's hard to step out of that, but can I tell you, this is the funniest thing today. When I went on Facebook, um, what popped up in my newsfeed was something that I posted four years ago. And I don't know if you remember this, but I had my Christmas garland up. Like I still do right now. I didn't take it down yet outside of my front door <clears throat> and in it was an owl. Like I realized that the other day, I can't believe you brought it up. Oh, my gosh right so an owl is about changes and big changes are coming that's when i quit my job it was right after that that all of this broke free broke loose that owl when i got back from taking my son to school was in my garland i went out and sat on the porch with my coffee and talked to that owl most of the day i remember you calling me and you're like, yeah, like oh, uh, there's an uh, owl over my front yeah. door what the hell yeah. <laughs> Well, should I be afraid? Yeah, you did say that. I, of course I did. <laughs> uh, my, the message is fearless to fabulous, remember? I know. It was so cute, though. I'm like, oh, my God, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, I sat there, and I'm like, what do you want me to know? And, of course, you Google things, and you're like, oh, God, is it something bad? Is it, it, was, it was the most beautiful sign ever because it was just before things were about to give way to this amazing all these amazing things that where I'm helping people through food and through experiences and like my spiritual light worker um, journey is so much different than yours, but they all bring people back together in some way. But it's just funny that four years ago was when that, and, and by the time I got Caden off the bus, boy, I couldn't wait to show him it was gone. Mm -hmm. So it was there for me. Right. For sure. And it's winter. I don't even think they're around in the winter. Are they? <laughs> like, I think yeah. that's true. I don't even know, but I'll post that so you can share that little picture. Somewhere. Oh, please do. Cause I'll post this yeah. that with our picture at the dinner together and in Instagram and yeah. I'll tag you. 
Yeah, definitely. So I know that your your amazing journey is still unfolding just as mine is and so many of the listeners and but please hear us, everyone, that there is just dream, like dream big. I would say you're not dreaming big enough yet because- Well, you always said, if yeah. you don't ask, they can't say no. And ask. that's how I even got a publisher. That's true. I'm, like, I'm not an author. I and you reminded me of that the other day. I needed to hear yes, that. I, I did because I was, my, my degree is in interior design. And I have a master's in teaching. I am completely doing something. Well, I mean, not the design, but like very different. But you always said, if you don't ask, they can't say no. And I emailed 50 publishers and the most wonderful, perfect fit for me. Seven months later, it wasn't immediate. Seven months later, out of Mississippi, they're like angels. We are the best fit for each other. I couldn't ask for anything better. And they're publishing my next book that I'm writing right now, Busy Mom's Guide to Farm to Table Fabulous. So I'm working on that too. Yeah. It just okay. never stops. It's, it's so cool when you, when you really believe it. It is. It is so cool. And, you know, we, we blast through the fear and the triggers show up the next time we're taking that big step because it'll just come up. And then we get through that time and it does get easier. Like I keep, someone asked me when you're up leveling, cause that's what I call it. I'm up leveling too. When you up level, do the trick, are the triggers gone? Do they disappear? I'm like, no, they're still there. But first of all, there's not as much power in them because I, I don't allow it anymore because I know now, I mean, I actually proclaimed a year ago that I could never, ever make a wrong decision. And the universe is answering me since I, since I proclaimed that, it doesn't matter what I decide. It turns out perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, our team's there, universe is listening and it's just putting out what we want. Um, yeah. and moving out of that, expecting the bad, the scary, the yuck and expecting amazing and joy and love and fun. And, you know, talking about you saying, I didn't even, you know, I don't even have degrees in this. You know, I have a master's in speech pathology and I'm not doing that right now. But I looked back and everything still led to this because I'm helping people find their voice just in a different way. Yeah, I always say that every job and people used to bust me and call me a job hopper because I was never comfortable at a desk behind a computer. I wasn't comfortable there. I liked to be out in front of people, but I can look at every job I've ever had, every relationship I've ever had, and something from, from that is helping me right now. Right down to bussing tables during college. I still do that at my dinners. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't a waste of time. Like, yeah. and I can't tell you how many people I'm speaking with now who hate their job. That is what they have a degree in, or they've been doing it forever, or they're praying for retirement. Or I can't even imagine living life and hating what I do every day. Yeah. And so, I mean, all of us have been there at one point in our lives. But I think the most important thing to do is that. You might be in it and trying to do the best job you can, but you need to think about what that thing is you want to do. And maybe you don't know. Maybe you just know it's something else. And maybe that's what you're putting out there. But you have to trust that where you're at, you're learning something from it that's going to serve you in your next chapter. And there's so many chapters. I know. I know. I feel like I've lived 10 lives in this lifetime. Me too. I say that all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is the new version of me. And I know, and I know that you are a big... Um, you are big into vision boards, and yeah. I teach about that in my spiritual boot camp yeah. and also in the Shine course. You must have a vision, even if it's just pictures or things that you know would make you happy, even if it's just 
standing on a beach, like the universe, if you don't have a vision, universe does not know what to bring you. If you're on the fence, the universe is on the fence. It's like, what do you want? So I know you change your vision board. I do too constantly because it's so important. I'm about to do it again. I just bought another big piece of foam core two days ago and it's about It's so important. Even if everything didn't show up, sometimes we've shifted or vibrated away from that, that we thought we wanted and it's moved on to something else. And so I know people that keep it and they dust it off and I'm like, make a new one, get, get excited about it again, do something different. I think the only one that I never change is I always have one for good health and prosperity. Like that board always stays the same. You know, it's just, or, you know, Raphael, it's all of those like little sayings. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I could, all of that stuff I put on that board because that's where I gain my strength. And I always think that's, if you're feeling good, you could do anything. So that's always my, not that I focus on it, you know, daily, but it's nice to have it there. What's that? And I want to let everyone know Raphael. I believe you're talking about Archangel Raphael. Oh, yes, Archangel Raphael. Yeah. So people might not know who that is, but Raphael. Yeah, I know. I'm just assuming because I talk to him every day that everybody knows him like I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like my mentor told me, Julia, just because you can connect so easily, you assume everybody can just do that. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. I, I don't know. I think it, it definitely starts, I don't know. I took an angel class years and years and years ago. Uh, one of my friends asked me to go with her and I mm-hmm. took one. And she always said like, this is who I would recommend you pray to. And this is what you ask them and you give them permission to do their work in your life. And I have a way that I pray every day and it just has become my routine. And so I feel like that's why I trust my angels so much that like you said, that I'm not going to make a bad decision. I mean, they're going to learn something from it or it's going to, it's going to turn out wonderful, but like that relationship for me, that's why I talk about it. So like, eh, like, what do you mean, Raphael? You don't know who that is. It's a healing angel. Like, oh, that's how I'm with Michael. Oh, Michael's my, my BFF. Same. I feel the same way. I say it. I think every morning that I take my son to school, I was just telling you that before, but I think that's such a great first step into like, just laying the foundation is just knowing that they're there for you. Like that's the whole reason, God, your angels, whatever, like they're there for you to help. I'm glad you brought that up because actually on my website, if people get on, there is my a free morning and evening meditation that does just that. So you call your team in to lead the way in the morning. And at the end of the day, you give them all of your burdens and concerns and you let them come up with the beautiful um, outcomes. And so you go, if anyone's listening, you don't have those, you can get on my website, get them for free. So grab those at least to start, to start shifting your day. And it does start shifting your day. It gives you a little confidence too. And just, and a little comfort in knowing that you're not alone on this journey. And they're there to help you get to your next level. If you just ask, it's, I'm telling you, there are times that I say, you know, I'm worried about something or whatever please just, I need a sign just to feel better. Like I know everything's going to be okay, but just to feel better. And the one time I did that, and it was before an appointment, probably, I don't know, four years ago. And my mom was going with me and I said, please just, I need to see feathers. I just need a sign of feathers. And I get to my mom's house and she's like, 
oh, I thought Kaden might like these. She handed me a bag of feathers, a Ziploc bag <laughs> full of feathers. And I was like, thank you. Right? You, know, you make it up. Can't make this stuff up. No, we're still human. You're still going to have fear and you're still going to have to work through those challenges that come up. I mean, it's not like everything's just all roses every single day, you know, but those little things help you get through those tougher times. You know, they just, they do show up if you ask them. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to kind of on a closing note, and then we're going to, I want you to tell them how they can find your book and your website and everything. But I was just picturing like as you and Ian connected and got together that I always saw, you know, um, your husband and his wife helping the two of you, like literally brought you two together. Oh, I get chills. And helping you on your journey now, because regardless of what things were like here and what they went to at the end, you know, what they both experienced, um, they're in a beautiful space. And now they only want to sprinkle blessings on their loved ones as you move forward. Because I think so many people struggle with, is my loved one upset that I moved on? Or are they judging me? Are they mad? And I'm like, no, that's all they want. Like, they know you the best and they know who would be best for you. You know, it doesn't even mean they were best for you when they were here, but they know who's best for you now. Yeah. So it's like part of your team just got bigger. There's a lot of that that you go through in the beginning, a lot of guilt, just because when you know someone else's spouse has passed, there's a lot of like, you feel like you're taking someone else's man, especially when you're on the spiritual journey where you feel so connected to like, you and I know that you can just talk to anybody anytime and they're here, you know, they're here and they're always listening. Right. So I think there's that part of it where you go, you know, it's hard. And I called you and I think you talked to me all the way to Philadelphia the one day and I was sobbing. I had to refix my makeup for my first appointment, but you were like, no, this is what they want. This is what she wants. This is what, because yeah. it's hard to get past those hurdles and, and thinking that, you're hurting their feelings or well, you're and they're in a place where they don't have those egotistical feelings like we do like our ego they don't have the ego where they are um, right. that's been removed and so all they are is love and just wanting everyone to be love and so they don't um they don't want any of us to be in pain so i just wanted to add that for anyone that's struggling with that right now because i hear from people regularly but let's talk about or, or at least tell everyone how do they find you, your book, your website, all your stuff? And, and tell me about that. So probably the easiest way is farmtotablefabulous.com. It's my website. It has I'll put it in the description too. When yeah, I post. It has my whole story, it has my blog. Um, I'm always updating recipes that aren't in the book. I've actually been putting a bunch of ones from my new book. So it's for busy moms. So there's super, awesome. easy, yeah, super easy recipes. Um, I have an online store, really cool farm to table, fabulous t-shirts. There's uh, starter packages. If you want to create ma a magical space, but you don't even know where to begin, you could, you could get those. And it basically is everything you need in a box. Oh my God. I didn't even know that. I need yeah. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm ordering one because my dining room needs help. Yeah. I scoured Amazon and websites and everywhere to pick only the stuff that I would use and that I've used in my book. So when you do a starter package, it all you have to do is put in the quantities of what you want, but it's all awesome. So it's really, it's super easy. Um, I have a blog that I do with my sister called the sister's blog and that's on farm to table, fabulous.com. And you and two are so funny. I know one time you went to this, this haunted place. 
What's that? <laughs> you guys went to see some haunted place, and I remember oh, I sent you a message, kill me. and I was like, girls, don't be calling me if you bring something home. <laughs> I had my Paul Santro stick. Uh, we smudged. We, you, you don't even know how many prayers I said to Archangel Michael. I was so protected. I didn't have any fear at all about anything coming I remember home. you telling me, Julia was going to kill us. It was like, Julia's not going to come help us. <laughs> but we had such a fun time. We did. It we was funny. Fun. I watched the video. It was great. Yeah, we dragged our husbands along. We are you know, it was all in fun. It was respectful. It was. It was. Nice, it was great. Creepy, you know, but it was, we had a good, it was a good Halloween one for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is on my website. I, my blog, the well, the book, you could buy the book there. And you have um, links to Instagram and all that on there, right? All that, yeah, all my social media, any of my past media links, there's a lot of lip sync battles that Ian and I do, and we put them on there, and they're kind of silly if you want a good laugh. You guys got to see their lip sync battles <laughs> and their performances. What was the one you, oh, what was it? I can't remember you guys sang in the kitchen at your house and you posted that. Ah. Oh, that's a Valentine's Day one. We'll be posting that again real soon. Yeah. Okay, y'all gotta Disney see that. Disney that was so cute. Yeah, it was a Disney princess one. So okay. that's fun. Yeah, we have a lot of good times. But there's definitely all the media links that describe the book all over again that you could cool. click on that. We do a little bit in the kitchen and um, so and everyone, how much fun you can start like bringing people, you know, friends and family together, but in this really special place that doesn't take a lot of money to create. Kimberly's already done all the work and she talks you through it. I mean, even with the recipes, that's amazing that you're offering all that. So yeah, I'm it's thrilled. Fun. I'm just have fun. Let go, have fun, and don't put too much pressure on yourself. You could order pizza and maybe make one of my salads. There you go, right? That's yeah. a night. Well, that's right up my alley. That's the way I cook. Well, there you go. <laughs> pizza and you can make a salad out of my book and then there you have something. You don't have to do a five course dinner. It doesn't always have to be that complicated. The idea is just to get around the table. Just mm -hmm. get that feeling. That feeling, everybody will want it. Once they come to your house and you've created this experience for them, they will want more. And they'll, they'll do it in their house and it'll spread like wildfire. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping the message is, the takeaway. Thank you. Thank you for Thank embracing you. your destiny, girl. Even though it was scary at times, I am... Thrilled to have you in my life and be my sister from another mister. You've been walking right along my side, so I appreciate it. I do. So thanks for being on, and I'm sure we'll be on again. We have so much fun talking, and yeah. everyone check out Kimberly's website to get a peek at her book and those cool videos that she and Ian put on, and the videos of her and her sister, Nikki, who again is the one that pampers my Macy and Gracie that you guys know so well. She's so. Awesome. Thank you for listening, everyone. And if you want to get on the wait list for my Shine course, it is beginning. When is it beginning? I just lost the date, February 1st. <laughs> so um, it is, I'm calling it the holy grail of manifesting. It's really tapping into the miracles that you can begin to draw into your life. It's going to help you move past the fear, the limiting beliefs, the conditioning that we all have. It's just going to help you um, just release all of that so that you can let all of the good things come in. So thank you, Kimberly, again. Do it, do it. Everybody who's listening, I promise you, it is so worth it. Ah, thank you for that, honey. Yeah, absolutely. It's <laughs> all right. Cool. Thank you, Kim, for joining me. I love you, girl. Thank you. Love you. Namaste, everyone.